So I decided to um, just sort of wait and and see whether or not I was going to get any kind of signs. And it just so happened that that following weekend or maybe two weekends after I was teaching um, at Wonderlust in Canada, and I was teaching a yoga nidra immersion. And after that immersion, there were like six or seven people that came up and, and said, oh, you know, where can I get, do you have a book? Where can I get your book? And that was the first time that that had really ever happened, where people were asking if I had a book. And one woman in particular, when I said, oh no, I don't have a book, she looked me dead in the face and she said, well, you should. Episode 160, this is my new intro. Okay, no, it's not my new intro. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but hey, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Secret Sage. So today's episode is uh, episode 160, and I can't, I like, I have had Tracy on the show before. Uh, we had uh, we had her on for uh, for Yoga Nidra, and this time we got to bring her on because she's written a book uh, called Radiant Rest. Now I'm no stranger to Tracy Stanley, and if y'all haven't heard the episode where she was on before, I'll link it in the show notes here because it was an amazing episode. Uh, she spent a lot of time over the past year writing this book and really just putting a collection of of her practices together. She's one of those people, and I think I said it even in the last podcast intro, she walks into a room and you can feel her presence. Like, you know, you can feel her practice just radiating. She really is a, uh, a gift to the world. She's been a gift to my life. Um, I, uh, I do some of her yoga nidras throughout the day just to, I call it my little life hack, right? So anytime I'm feeling like super exhausted or tired or need a little bit of a break, um, I just do it. And I've actually implemented more rest in my life because of Tracy. So um, Tracy, I know you're going to listen to this at some point. We love you over here. And uh, yeah, folks, that's uh, that's it. I, I want to dive into this episode right away. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, actually, Tracy's book is going to be in our new book club. Woo! So I'm going to leave a, a little um, uh, link to her book down in the show notes. And I will post inside the uh, Seeker and Sage Facebook group all the details to when the next book club is going to happen. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to. And we might actually have a special guest. Hint, hint wink, wink, uh, when we actually do that book club live. So anyway, without further ado, here goes Tracy Stanley on episode 160. Tracy Stanley, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Danny. It's so nice to be here. I was, you know, as just like I was, we were just getting started here. I always have to remember to say it, like with certain people, and that's not to say that's not to say I don't love all my guests, <laughs> but with certain people, I'm like uh, uh, zip it, and then we'll get started because <laughs> I know I have a lot to say to you, and I just want people to hear the love that I have for you, even when we before we hit record. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah. we we definitely um, fell in love at first sight. I can say that is that is, i got to share a really special birthday with you you did you did it was amazing <laughs> it's a, it a big one <laughs> <laughs> so you've been uh you've been you've been busy what's going fill me in tracy i mean i haven't i haven't spoken to you in in quite a little bit outside of a couple of text messages here and there but you've been you've been busy i have been busy and i've been resting and i've been trying to balance the two um mm -hmm. so that i can create i've been 
working um, on creating and birthing a book for the last year or so. I know. I remember that first conversation. I remember I remember us kind of just like you sort of hinted at it and then you decided I'm going in for the book. Yes, yes. So it it happened and you know, it's funny how fast things um happen, but it it took me some time to be able to figure out um how I could create in a way that felt really organic. Mm-hmm. Um and so between that and teaching my yoga nidra teacher training that I co-teach with uh, Chanti Takarante Perez mm-hmm. um, and then doing a couple of other trainings here and there, that's really been what my focus has been is really on the book, on really creating space for me to create and to be able to rest mm-hmm. um, and then training teachers so that um, this beautiful practice can get out to as many people as possible. I have to say, uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you've done your own ritual behind, you know, the book actually coming out and maybe even getting the print in your hand and whatnot. But a pause here for for us, I'm just, I just want to really celebrate you because I can only imagine uh, the time, the attention, you know, I, I feel like I know you enough as a person to know that you put your heart and your soul and you're one of those people, Tracy, I've said this before, you know, you walk into a room and you radiate your practice. And I, and I absolutely love that. So I just want to, you know, give you some, some snaps over here. <laughs> some Thank celebration, you. I'm receiving, you know? I'm receiving that. Um, yeah. And I hope that it really uh, shines through when people receive the book, that it really is my humble offering mm-hmm. um, of the fruits of my practice and the many, many teachings that I've received over the years um, to be able to, offer to people and hope that they can experience some of the beauty that I've experienced from this practice of yoga nidra. I have, I mean, I have a, f- I have a few questions, you know, in, in regards to the, the book itself, you know, I'm so, I, I, I'm, I'm holding tight cause my copy is on the way. I haven't gotten into all of it. We, I got to see, you know, parts of it and, you know, I, I guess this is cool because I get to know you on a personal level. So I know that you were, thinking about it beforehand and then it started to work what was the process of it coming into what was that the the or the origins of it i know because i was just like I, I i wanted to get you on the show to talk about just nidra in general and then i was like i want to get you to come back on the show and, and talk more about you know just exactly what you do in sankalpa and so on and so forth and you were like i, I gotta hold tight right now because i'm working on this other thing so how did it come about what was the what was its origin story Oh, that is such a good question. So originally I was working on um, a book proposal um, that was more of a memoir kind of practice book that included Yoga Nidra and included Sankalpa and some other things. Um, And I had some interest and I decided to, you know, get into a little bit of manifestation and start creating a list of the publishers that I would want to publish the book. And so I wrote this list out of about 10 to 15 different publishers. And I had help from a couple of other friends who had books published that were in the kind of spiritual practice realm. Mm -hmm. And within five minutes of writing this list, I opened my email and there is an email from Shambhala Publishing Mm -hmm. that was one of the publishers on the list. 
Ah, nice. And the the title or the subject was um, Yoga Nidra Guide or Yoga Nidra Book. Mm-hmm. And basically it was a, a question from them asking whether or not I was interested in writing a book about Yoga Nidra. And so you know how it is when you're already working on one project and no clue. <laughs> right. And someone says, Oh, can you do this? And it's like, well, yes, this, this is included in the, in the book that I'm already writing. And, you know, of course there's this person who has this book and that person who has this book and mm-hmm. all the other people who are going to be writing books. Um, and so I was very hesitant um, to move forward with something like that. And I, I said, well, let me think about it because I'm smart enough to know that when you try to bring something forward and then something kind of pops up like that, you really need to listen, Mm -hmm. Um, let the ego get out of the way and kind of see what really is coming forward. Mm -hmm. So I decided to um, just sort of wait and, and see whether or not I was going to get any kind of signs. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that that following weekend or maybe two weekends after I was teaching um, at Wonderlust in Canada, Mm-hmm. And I was teaching a yoga nidra immersion. And after that immersion, there were like six or seven people that came up and, and said, oh, you know, where can I get, do you have a book? Where can I get your book? And that was the first time that that had really ever happened, where mm-hmm. people were asking if I had a book. And one woman in particular, when I said, oh, no, I don't have a book, she looked me dead in the face and she said, well, you should. And it was almost like, I felt like it was the divine mother coming through her, like, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, universe, I hear you yelling at me. (laughs) Yeah. There's no need to berate. I got you. (laughs) Oh, okay. Here it comes. So I just decided to sit down and really think about my relationship with the practice and the state of consciousness the understanding of that state of consciousness and the goddess yoga nidra and to really just start to put down some bullet points of how I was approaching my practice, the teachings that I was being given, the teachings that I had been given, and also just how they were flowing through me um, and how my understanding of the practice had evolved over time. And when I looked at what I had written it was like, oh, this is the book proposal. This is the bones of of the book proposal that I can send back to Shambhala. Mm -hmm. And I did that um, and we closed a deal very, very quickly. And then I kind of cleared my entire schedule. I'd actually had this feeling for whatever reason that I needed to clear my schedule because I thought I was going to be writing something else. Um, and so I had all this space that was just clear for me to write. And I, I know what my creative flow is. Um, and you know, I'm very creative more in the mornings. So my whole schedule was basically clear to create. And I just started the process of, um, writing and going into nature and, um, just, looking through all of the journals that I had written after practice, because I love to journal after I practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was so much there. I also do mind mapping every day. And so between my journals and my mind maps and 
notes from practices and, you know, resources of texts that I was looking at and research articles that I had read before. This book was just starting to kind of coalesce in a way that felt very effortless. I know, uh, I know that, you know, like you, you just said, having that time and that space to create is such sometimes, um, you know, it's hard to get, especially when you do have a lot of things going on. Um, and so to be able to have that must've been just so potent for you to get everything that's swirling up there when you, when you have, uh, I'm trying to think where I read it at. It was recently in a, in a, in a, in a yoga article, but it was basically like when you get out of the noise, you know, the creativity and the intuition is able to like come through. You know, when you're not being pulled from like left, right, up and down, you're able to really just channel everything that is coming out. 100%. 100%. So I was very lucky that I was able to give myself that space. And also that I was writing about the very practice that gives you that space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that creativity just kind of pours forth from, from practicing yoga nidra. Okay. So I have, I have a share for you and I've been, I've been wanting to tell you this for a little bit, but then I was like, well, we're going to talk on the show anyway. So this is perfect. So, you know, fun fact for, for, for those of you that haven't heard the episode with Tracy Stanley, the first one, first off, go back and listen to it. It's great. We'll link it in the show notes. Second, you know, I did the first yoga nidra really with you at Wonderlust, and it was amazing. Um, as I've said before, and you know, over the last few months and through, you know, Corona and all of this, I, I, you know, I've spoken a lot about just how I hit depression really hard and, you know, I was kind of navigating, you know, moving into a new space and what that was going to be. And, you know, you were a huge advocate for, you know, I said, I wanted to open up this really small home studio where it's not necessarily just a yoga space, but an actual, you know, a, a transformation space where we, we, we live the practice and, you know, we add all these elements and, um, I offered something Tracy for the first time ever as, you know, Danny, the, the, this, you know, variation of the yoga teacher, but, you know, as I, as I went through my depression and I was going kind of through all of it, I, I, uh, I called a friend of ours and I was like, I don't know what to do. I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm lost. And, you know, nothing's working. And she, she kindly, I'm sure Kia kindly reminded me, she's like, Denny, just go sit and do your practice. That was it. It was very sweet. It was very subtle, but it was like, go sit and do the practice. And I did, I ended up coming home and just really, you know, really uh, marinating in that. And, you know, I had for a minute, I was kind of wavering back and forth on like what I was going to do. And I moved into the space and, you know, it was like the thing that I needed to do. And the next thing that I did was I, you know, I, I, like you, I would have a lot of projects going on and I'm very guilty of burnout and keeping going until I cannot, you know, until I can't anymore. And then it's just like a, a, a cycle. And I wanted to hit pause on that cycle this time. And so I gave myself you know, some time and space. And it was just a few days of just me being, you know, alone. And, and, and really I hadn't had that since the start of all this. And I said, you know, I've, I've been doing, I hadn't been doing asana because my body wasn't craving it, but I've been doing nidras. I'd been doing journaling. Mm-hmm. I'd been doing some kriyas and some meditation. That's it. I just been, I, I completely got rid of the movement for a little bit and was just like, I don't, I don't need that right now. I need to do these other things. 
And I ended up birthing this 20 day challenge. I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to offer my community the same thing. And I did this thing called soul reset and Mm -hmm. it by far, Tracy was one of like, I mean, it's interesting because for me, that's not my go-to, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. yes, I meditate on my own. Yes. I do all these things and, 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 but it's just not my normal typical. And it was, there was such this, uh, what do I want to call it? It was this beautiful permission that I had given myself to go there and not only to go there solo, but to go there with students, you know, Mm -hmm. or people that come and study the practice with, with, with me, you know, and I'd never received so much feedback. I've Mm -hmm. never received so many emails back. I'd never received so many, you know, like, Hey, I really needed this. And it kind of just blew my mind away. And, you know, to take it a step further, I, um, I decided that I really want, this is my proud mama moment for you, by the way, (laughs) your baby's all grown up (laughs) to take it a step further. You know, I, I, I moved into the space and I've created, you know, home. And as soon as we can open doors one day, we will, and this will be that, that sacred space. Um, and I wanted to do something that I knew, you know, I, I did that little journey thing and, and I'm continuing to do that, but was still affecting me and, and, and my day to day. And so for the first time, Tracy, are you ready? Brace yourself. I'm, I offered, I'm holding on to my table. <laughs> <laughs> I offered a weekend home retreat, obviously. And, uh, it was called nourish and unwind. Uh, and the entire weekend was Nidra mm. restorative and meditation. Mm. The entire weekend. <laughs> <sighs> Can you believe it? Well, I just felt a wash of cool nectar move down my entire spine when you said nourish and unwind. Mm. Mm. And I love that because it's, it is the medicine that we need now. Mm-hmm. And I think that you are not alone um, in feeling that you were not being called to yoga asana. Mm-hmm. I think that there were a lot of people, um, especially during the beginning of the pandemic, the, the pandemic and the uprisings, that people felt like, oh, wait a second, the the asana that I've been doing isn't enough. Mm-hmm. There's something else that I need to to do. I need to be able to cultivate stillness. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to be able to rest. And, and now I have maybe more time to rest, but I'm still struggling with giving myself the permission to do it. So yeah. beautiful for you for giving yourself the permission to do that and then to bring along on the path of that uh, journey of, of rest and rejuvenation a group of uh, students and friends with you. It's really, really beautiful. I, I mean, I, I will say, you know, thank you. And, you know, a, a lot of this, Tracy, has stemmed from from people like getting to know you, you know, and and I honestly believe had I not had that first experience with Nidra with you, I probably would have just blown it off and been like, eh, not really my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I remember, I, I feel like I remember you, you were kind of like, Oh, I'm going to come do this thing. Mm -hmm. And 
after the class, you were like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, looked, <laughs> I looked at Crystal and I was like, I think I'm on drugs. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's the wait, what just happened that keeps us coming back to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I needed. A, I had to like sit down for a minute. I was like on. I remember that. <laughs> I remember looking at you and thinking, "Wait a second, we need to ground. We need to ground him. <laughs> <laughs> Take a seat, young man. <laughs> that this nice lady just gave me this gift, and here I go. <laughs> it's been pretty. Um, and I want to kind of you know dive back in and ask you a few more questions here. It's been pretty incredible to see you know, and, uh, to see, you know, this other side of, of myself, you know, come out because of the permission that, you know, some you have, have given and be, it's really cool. You know, you don't know until you don't meet the teacher until, until you meet the teacher. And, uh, I'm just thankful for that experience with you. And, and I know the benefits of this, you know, I, I know the benefits of this as yoga teachers, we can go and say that this stuff is incredible and it, and it serves until the cows come home and people really, you know, they have to experience it on their, on their own. And, you know, I think for, for listeners that are out there, I I think that you can speak to this so, so beautifully is, you know, rest is a birthright for all of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, rest is, is, is important. I took two weeks off for the first time in December and I shut off my phone and all the internet for four days. And I had some of the biggest breakthroughs Mm -hmm. and clarity in, in my life because I was so distracted before I couldn't get there, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, the most amazing thing about yoga nidra is that it connects us to our birthright, as you just said, of deep rest, relaxation, Mm -hmm. but it's also a practice that really allows us to touch our true nature and beyond that when we can really rest in spacious awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, and interesting that you would say that you had breakthroughs because when we rest in that kind of stillness, everything that is not us is revealed. Mm -hmm. And that is just bliss and power and radiance and beauty and wisdom that we're cut off from when we allow ourselves to be distracted and a continual perpetual motion. Mm -hmm. It's like we're running from our power. And when we actually rest, we get to rest in our power. I think the glorification of doing the most, uh, you know, part of your one over here for sure, (laughs) (laughs) um, has really, you know, I, I was afraid of rest. You know, I was afraid that if I sat idle, you know, I was going to get bored or, you know, traumas would come up or, you know, whatever the story, whatever the story is, or it could be one of a million. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, it's really, it's coming into that space and knowing that one, the practice is really there of Nidra is, is, is there to really hold you and support you. Um, and, and two, the, the manifestation and the, the intention that can, can just like the potency of that magic, you know, when you're going into a practice like Nidra, it like intensifies by like a million. Yes. That space of transition, um, between 
that kind of liminal space, right? Mm -hmm. Between the waking and the sleeping and the dreaming. Mm -hmm. It's very potent. It's very potent. And at the end of the day, the practice is really there to reveal the truth to you. And so that's why, you know, it's scary to think about stopping because we don't know what will be revealed. And most of the time we're running from the unknown. So in a way, this practice actually asks you to partner with the unknown and allow yourself to be supported by something that you can't see. Mm -hmm. So it requires a lot of faith. And to be able to manifest Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Sankalpa in the practice of Yoga Nidra. Um, and it is very, very helpful, uh, because it's a way of kind of reprogramming the subconscious, Mm -hmm. but at the deepest levels of the practice of Yoga Nidra, we're not adding anything. We're not adding anything into it. It's a practice of subtraction. It's a true practice of Pratyahara and practice of Laya Yoga, which is dissolution. Mm -hmm. And so at the deepest level, we're even dissolving that thing that we think we want most. And when we allow ourselves to just kind of rest in awareness, we come back with this vibration that is our true vibration. At least that's what my feeling is. And that vibration magnetizes those things towards us that move us to our dharma. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget what you said in in uh, in that workshop. But and you have to correct me on the days. I forgot what it was, but I think it was like you said thirty days, or, or maybe it was ninety days. And you said you do nidra nidra for X amount of days, and your life will change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably said ninety. Yeah, because yeah, to me, like that. that's that's the place where things you know, things will shift between 21 and 40 days. And we kind of know that just from neuroscience. Mm -hmm. But when you do something for 90 days, and this has just been my personal experience and experience of uh, people that I've shared this practice with, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little harder to go backwards. Yeah. You, You really have kind of cemented this habit of, going into ritual with rest and with yourself. And you've also unveiled a lot. Right. And a lot has been revealed to you. And, you know, the practice of yoga nidra is the teacher. So while it's amazing to get practices from teachers and different traditions and lineages, it's the doing of the practice that reveals the power. Right. Right. Do you ever find, do you ever find yourself, I I just, you know, I I think about it. Is there such thing as too much rest? Mm. Yes. I think that there can be something as too much rest. When we think about the fact that um, rest requires inertia Mm -hmm. and it requires the quality of tamas to be Mm -hmm. present. Mm-hmm. that when that starts to turn into lethargy, um, then I think it could be problematic. And that's when you have to find that balance of, here's my movement practice, 
and here's my yoga nidra practice. Mm-hmm. Not confusing yoga nidra with the practice of sleep, because right. remember, you are weaving this awareness through the practice. So even though the body might be asleep and the mind might be asleep, the consciousness is still awake and aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's energy happening there for sure. Yeah. And so I think the balance of um, being aware and and journaling for sure is for me, as far as I'm concerned, there's no yoga nidra practice without doing some sort of smirti uh, sadhana practice after of being okay. able to remember and retain the wisdom and the fragrance of the practice that comes afterwards. Because a lot of times we move on, we don't pay attention to that t- transitional time between ending the practice and then going out and doing whatever it is that we're doing with our day. And that's yeah. where the magic is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, when, when it comes to the book, can we find, I mean, I guess I want to kind of veer this back into the book. Can some of these things that are coming up in our conversation, can we find uh, elements of this in the book? Yes, you can definitely find um, the elements of, first of all, understanding a little bit about how the brainwaves work and the states of consciousness, Um, understanding how best to prepare yourself for the state of yoga nidra, because ultimately, even though you are being guided into the practice, it doesn't happen by force. It's a it's something that descends by grace. And so the first step in that is permission. Mm. And then how you set yourself up to receive. Because a lot of times we like to skimp on how we set ourselves up. Oh, I, I don't really need that bolster underneath my knees or the blanket underneath my head. I can, I can, you know, kind of power through this this shavasana or this practice just, you know, because I'm only going to be here for 20 minutes and that doesn't allow you to release and let go. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> just had a mind blow moment right now. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all oh been there right? In this <laughs> where you're like, Oh, it's only going to be 10 minutes. And even though my head, yeah, no, it's okay. You know, so you set yourself up like you're setting up your most beloved. Ugh, Tracy Stanley, what are you doing to me right now? (laughs) (laughs) You're giving me life with this. We have to, because we have to love ourselves. It's the only way we learn to love other people. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's all of this to answer your question. It's all of this is, is in the book. Um, There's setups for, um, for trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not safe and doesn't feel safe for a lot of us to lay on the earth in Shavasana. Mm. So it might be better for us to lean up against a wall with eyes open. Um, There's many ways to do this practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, the book is really about, and, and I'm taking this back to your description of your, your home, your yoga home Mm -hmm. is that, it really presents the practice as a ritual of devotion that you weave throughout your day and right. weave throughout your life. 
I, uh, I, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's something that is, it's ritualistic. It's not just something that you do, but it's something that it becomes, you know, it's really, it, it's something that is, uh, maybe vital is the word I want to use, but Mm. it's, you know, it's less, it's something that it's, it's less of the doing of it after a while. And it's the being of it. It becomes, you know, it's the B is in the becoming, you know, it becomes a part of you. It, it, it's, it, it is, it is you, it's nourishing you. It's getting you, you know, into your, your state of your you-ness, your fullness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's a teacher and I tell this story often. Um, his name uh, was Swami Beta Bharati and he was trying to duplicate some experiments that had been done about 20, 30 years prior um, where the brainwave states were being measured during practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and those brainwave states were measured at delta, which indicates a deep, deep dreamless sleep where there is no consciousness of your outside or external um, surroundings. Or if someone's talking in the room, you wouldn't really be able to hear or recall what it was that they were saying but these yogis were able to recall what was happening while they were in the state. And so he was doing this, this experiment again. And um, while they were hooking him up to the EEG, the technician said, well, well, wait wait a second, you're having a conversation right now with the scientist, but when I'm hooking you up to the EEG, I see that you're already in Delta state. And so this, the idea behind that was that he had somehow established himself because he had done so much practice of yoga nidra that his baseline was delta wow i want that (laughs) right and so this goes back to what you were just saying is that you become Mm -hmm. the practice you become yoga Mm -hmm. It's no longer, oh, I'm sitting on my mat and I'm doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga becomes part of my life and I become part of yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And your life changes. Yeah. And, th- and that becomes the teaching. I think I, when I first started doing yoga, practicing yoga, I remember a teacher telling me that back in the day, you didn't advertise as a yoga teacher. You just mm-hmm. did your practice and you walked around the town and people felt the presence of yoga and that's how they became your students. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm... So we can all aspire to that as yoga teachers to really embody. And that's a lot of what this book is about is embodying yeah. the practice of yoga nidra and, you know, seeing where we go from there and letting the practice teach us. When it comes back to the book, well, first off, I, I have a little on-air surprise for you. You ready? Drum roll. Yeah. We're going to do it for book club coming up next. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That I figured is I was like, amazing. Yeah. I figured I was going to dive into I'm doing, We're doing the four agreements right now. Amazing. And I figured like, you know, that's a great way to just start off the year. And then the next one, like, why not? You know, why not invite some rest into your body? If oh, we're going to be honest, and, I and love hearing that. I love the idea of seeing you and all of your students and friends resting together. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're I'm totally. It's 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 definitely on. It's on the list for sure. <laughs> 
Um, you know, when it comes to the book is kind of just, I guess, uh, you know, a, a silly question, but what was your biggest headache? Mm, biggest headache. Yeah. There's got, I mean, it couldn't have been just, I'm assuming maybe it couldn't have just been like breezy, easy breezy. There had well, been some days where you're like, Oof. the writing was, uh, it felt effortless in how it was coming through. Mm-hmm. It was really in the editing process, mm. you know, where you get the notes that was like, oh, and then, <laughs> and then the copywriting, you know, of yeah. notes. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, uh, I'm not great at things that are very tedious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that I think was the part of it for me where it was like, okay, how can I best figure out the edits for this book? The only way I can do this is to read it to myself out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to figure out the, my creative way of being able to, to do it. Um, but that was, I think that was definitely the most, um, that was the part that was like, okay, this is, this is hard. This is not the, e- this is definitely not easy. The researching was great. Cause I love going down rabbit holes and finding things and sharing things. Um, you know, the practices I, I had a framework of the koshas, a general framework of the koshas. So I kind of knew what, how I wanted to lay the practices out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, these are practices that I've been given that I've built on. Um, so it wasn't like I was making anything up at the core of the practices. Um, and then the nature practices were just incredible because those are practices that I kind of came to on my own um, and had been doing for a long time that I knew was, were basically amplifying the effects of the yoga nidra practice. Um, so yeah, the editing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I struggle with that just on daily things. <laughs> yeah. <editing>. Not my <laughs> forte. <laughs> Same girl. I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. I have one more question for you. I've been waiting for this one actually. Mm. I've heard that writing a book can change your life, whether it's you're telling your story or sharing your passion. And I think that this is definitely your story and passion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the essence of you. Would you say that your life has changed writing this book and how? I would say- Little question, just a little one. Yeah, a little question. (laughs) You know, I learned a lot about myself um, and how- creativity really flows through me. Mm. I learned a lot more about this practice of yoga nidra um, because I was doing it two, three times a day during certain parts of writing the book. And, you know, I feel like I've also made a choice and so this is getting to the heart of your question of what I want to be focusing all of my energy on and focusing all of my energy really more in um, a way of expanding my consciousness, expanding more, doing more study. Of course, we hopefully have had some time to do more study of things during the pandemic. Um, I know that not everybody has that luxury, but that that's been something that I've been um, focusing on 
and also just creating a life that is more simplistic, more quiet. Um, and my life was pretty quiet already because I was living in the mountains of Topanga in California. Um, but I really started to be called to be even closer to nature as a way to deepen my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that led to moving from Topanga to Santa Fe. Oh, well, I didn't know you moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's pretty life-changing. Yeah. 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 And that, I don't know that that would have, I don't know that that would have happened without the writing of the book plus the pandemic. Right. So those are, the, that there's, there's that. <laughs> that's um, big. But yeah, it was just like, okay, where, where can I have more spaciousness? Where can I have more expansiveness, more quiet? Mm-hmm. I want to write my second book. Where can I feel like that's the place where creativity can really drop in? What's, what, what are the things that need to be around me for that to happen? And here we are in Santa Fe. When things open up, I don't even know if they are or whatever, but you have to head to 10,000 waves. Oh, yes. I I, I definitely know 10,000 waves and I love oh. the food. I'm getting takeout from there many times a week because it's- Oh my it's gosh. 10,000 yeah. waves. You should pay me for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 waves is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Well, Tracy, you know, I, it's, I mean- I could, again, I could say it to the cows come home. I, I just love you. I adore you. I think you're an incredible human being. Um, you've definitely in, in our shorter, you know, in-person interactions have had such an impact, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think we really, really think we know that we don't really know what smile or wave or hello or thank you or just hello, you know, just being there. Um, but you know, it, it has impacted me. And, and again, I had this, this like, proud mama moment where I'm like, now I'm going to tell these women and they're going to be like, what (laughs) you did? What? I mean, proud of you, but who are you? I am. I am so happy to receive all of this love from you and to know that you're going out and sharing these practices of quiet yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's just a testament to your practice and What's and being able to listen deeply to what's needed in the moment. It's really simplified my life a lot. It's made everything a lot more clear. And there's just, I don't really second guess a lot of things that I used to. I used to second guess a lot more than I do, than I, I don't second guess at all these days very much, you know? Mm. And if I, if I do, I know that something's not right there and I got to go in for a bit. Mm. Well, let's say thank you to my teachers and the teachers before them and the teachers before them that have just kept sharing this this beautiful and magical teaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tracy, it's it's been a pleasure and a gift and, and just thank you so much. And uh maybe we'll sneak you on to the the uh the uh, book club group when we uh, when we have that. I know our, our listeners and our readers will definitely want to to ask you a couple of questions. Oh, here please tell, let me know when. I'm happy to come and and answer some questions. Maybe give you guys a, a little collective uh, prescriptive yoga nidra on the day. Woo-hoo, yeah, y'all heard it here. We're gonna <laughs> we got Tracy Stanley coming in hot. <laughs> 
Well, Miss Tracy, this, is, uh, this has been a gift. And uh, for the listeners out there, until the next Seeker and Sage, this is Danny and Tracy saying peace out. Thank you so much.